This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, this segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150. Or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. And don't forget, tune in to our YouTube live stream channel at youtube.com. Gun Owners Radio. Mike? Dave? I did it. Oh, you did it. Hair-sniffing Joe Biden is stomping all over the Second Amendment like Lucy in that grape wine episode. I was waiting for today after this week. I've been waiting because I knew you would be fired up. I'm all fired up. So please hit and like. uh, Please hit that like and subscribe button to help defend and protect your right to defend yourself. Boy, I'm so fired up I can hardly even read the script. It's how bad it is. Insane this week. I've forgotten that too. That's a great uh, Lucy uh, show there with the wine. (laughs) I'll take obscure references for 500. (laughs) Yeah. So as you all saw or heard, uh, hopefully you were paying attention. uh, The old uh, old Biden, old uh, shotgun Biden, um, came out with a bunch of executive orders, which of course are all horrible, um, varying degrees of horrible. The very very worst. So it's stuff like. He, he, they're setting up uh, a uh, formal uh, instructions on how states can implement red flag laws. That's that's one of the executive orders. Another one is they're going to reclassify braces as short barreled rifles. So those, you know, the braces for the, that people use on don't, don't you need a barrel to be a rifle? Well, yeah, but the <laughs> Not, uh, no, if you don't know what you're talking about, the the AR pistols that use the braces, they're going to just uh, rather than be pistols, they're going to reclassify those as short-barreled rifles, and uh, they did a, a couple other, uh, uh, you know, amazing things. But I got to tell you, the absolute worst, and some of these are going to go to court, and, you know, but, and it's really just the tip of the iceberg, but the absolute worst thing that happened last week was him appointing that Chipman guy uh, to the ATF, or the uh, AFT, yeah. whichever you... It's ATF, if you ask him. A, well, AFT. AFT. Or AFT. Yeah, AFT. So, <laughs> uh, that guy's seriously bad news. I know that's he's not very, that's not hyperbole. That's not you know uh, he he's he's really bad news. Um, he was a uh, he was an ATF agent uh, where he had a you know a, a horrible career of abusing people's rights there, and, uh, and then he went on to work as a policy advisor for the Gifford Law Center, which is a gun grabbing group. Uh, this is bad news. It's it's not just bad; it's horrible. Um, out of all the stupid executive orders um, that he issued, him appointing this Chipman guy is by far worse mm-hmm. than anything that uh, Biden uh, 
did. But see, look on the bright side here. I always try to be the the ray of sunshine here on this show. That's how I describe you. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, I get that a lot. Okay, and, sunshine, uh, what do you got? <laughs> well, it's good that he's doing all this over-the-top, out-of-control stuff because this is going to inspire the states, as they're already doing, to stand up. And that really, aside from hoping the Supreme Court's going to do something, you know, the other real um, opportunity to put a stop to this is the state standing up and not tolerating it. And I think um, so. I think the more outrageous he is, the better. The more likely it is that states will say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, we're not going to do that," and uh, they'll start fighting it at that level. Because I think it's more dangerous when they do it a little bit at a time, like we saw in California. Okay, we're going to take this away, take this away, take this away. I like seeing him grab for everything because I think it'll inspire people to fight it. He definitely he came out of the gate, man. I mean, what are we? Are we even ninety days into his? ridiculous circus of an administration i think i count it by executive orders or we like at 87 or something like well, that. he's got more executive <laughs> orders i think than any president ever i i'm not sure but it wouldn't surprise me and they're 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 the worst i'll tell you that well did i hear too is jill biden going to translate all those into spanish the uh, executive orders oh no oh no i don't know he's gonna have to i think jill's gonna have to that's that's the, <laughs> that's the expert in the family <laughs> i got you there you go. Yeah, discreet right. you know, references, right? Yeah, just yet. Yeah, sometimes you got to pitch Obscure them a little, get a little slower to me. <laughs> got to pitch them a little slower. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Of course, the, the one of the other executive orders has to do with ghost, scary ghost guns. Um, oh, so uh, ooh, to the point scary. where John Dillon actually made a post, which he never does. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that post. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was pretty. Uh, he didn't seem happy. But you know what? I, I think you know, Joe. I think you're 100 percent correct. Of course. I think if they keep <laughs> forcefully trying to change everything in the United States, you're right. The states are going to say, no, 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 no. There's only a few states that are on his side. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You know, people can't stand up on their own, you know, and people tend to not get involved. So it's harder that way. Well, because but, they think it's not going to be me. But see, when yeah, but when the states, when you're it's so egregious that it makes the states stand up, like I just saw in the in John Lott's newsletter the other day, we're up to 20 states with constitutional carry. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That, that's huge. It was just 17 not that long ago. Yeah, And, you know, the the uh, thinking is in our favor. You know, I mean, people are coming around to, you know, uh, the Constitution and actually doing what we're supposed to be doing. But, um, like I said, I think when he's egregious like this and really over the top, I think that makes the state stand up because – that, that's really the way that, that we have to change. I mean, you need voters and you need that mm -hmm. stuff, but you need the states to stand up and start saying right. something. Well, and the, the, so the reality about this Chipman guy, the ATF is a highly controversial uh, predatory agency um, that has a horrible reputation, and there is zero reason to, cons to treat them with any kind of credibility at this point. And I, again, I am this. This is not hyperbole. They, you know, after Fast and Furious, after all the include, you know, after uh, you know uh, Waco, and after all this ridiculous, whatever you think about Waco and who those people were, the way they handled it um, was uh, terrible. terrifying and terrible. Have they ever been good? Have they ever been respected? Not, not since I've been paying attention, and that's been a few decades. That's so my point. I mean, but, but. You know, when you have a, an agency, a law enforcement agency that is this terrible, you know, in, in uh, you know, in, in reputation and in, in history, um, and you take a policy advisor, you know, this guy isn't a, uh, a bureaucrat. He, he's, a, he's an activist. 
So they took an extremist activist with a horrible career behind him and put him in charge of a law enforcement agency that already has an, an enormously bad reputation. There's zero reason to take anything they have to say seriously at all, other than the fact that they can put cuffs on, on regular law-abiding normal people and arrest mm-hmm. them. And, I mean, if that doesn't scare you, if that doesn't want you to get involved, I don't know what will because it's that's about as bad as it gets. But isn't that the hallmark of this administration? I mean, from Kamala Harris on down, you've got – you know, more or less incompetent activist extremists in all these positions. Right, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what they're appointing. Just failing forward through the <laughs> political. Uh, yeah. That's the trend. That's totally the trend. Well, and there's nothing to stop because you know, in the old days with like reporters, which we don't really have anymore, but journalists used to love that kind of stuff because they would jump all over that and make a big deal out of it. Now, eh, they don't do anything with well, it. Well, and you know, and. <laughs> The only thing people are hoping for is that Republicans take over the House and then take back the White House. Blah blah blah. You know what? Republicans have had their shot Absolutely. to clean house on the ATF and they didn't do it. Nope. They have never done it. I, they've barely suggested it. So, uh, you know, something's got to get. Well, done. maybe this guy will help make that decision reality. <laughs> He'll be I so mean, te- so terrible. He's so terrible that they can't even stand it. I mean, really. I mean, it's and that seems like. They remind me of a bully just pushing and pushing and pushing and see how far they can push you. There you go. Let's hope we punch them back. All right, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. (laughs) All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. We are proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates. Offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Learn more about them at National Concealed Carry Association. Dot com. So before we before we bring John on, Dave, I, I over over last week, um, I got to tell you, if if you're listening and you haven't checked out our Magnum episodes yet, I just did our our, our best one last week. It's not up yet, but you still got to check it out. If you go to YouTube.com/slash Gun Owners Radio, uh, I interviewed a, a producer director Amanda Melius, mm. and she did a movie a documentary. Uh, called the plot against the president, and it is outstanding. And I think we're gonna we're gonna have a special announcement coming up here in a couple of weeks. A gun owners radio uh, uh, event coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm just gonna throw that teaser out there. But it was a fascinating uh, interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the movie is fascinating that she that she did. She worked at the State Department. Uh, she worked at the White House, and uh, but she went to USC. Uh, got her film degree, and uh, so that's that's her trade. And and before she was done at the uh, at the White House, she she made this documentary, and uh, it's all about the the Russia Gate. Oh my goodness! Ridiculousness! Can't wait. Oh, it's it's outstanding. But the reason I liked it so much is her dad is the director of Red Dawn, 
Oh, of course. Did well, you, did you spend a lot of time talking about that? We didn't spend enough. I, I don't even want to tell you how it was. It was. I, it was embarrassingly gushing over her dad at the end of the interview. <laughs> took took eight took eighteen minutes and fifty six seconds to get Red Dawn in this episode. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, Watching if you're counting at home. <laughs> All right, so everybody check out uh, Gun Owners Radio uh, Magnum episodes on YouTube. You can watch them all. They're all very cool, but but keep an eye out for this Amanda Melius one. It was really, really great. Okay, our our guest today, though, is another fantastic, great guy. Uh, John Becker is one of our members, and he is uh, a, an, an activist extraordinaire. Um, he does all kinds of – you've probably seen him if you're anywhere near North County – um, or if you've been at one of our booths recently, you've probably seen John Becker. He is a he is a one man army when it comes to our uh, gun shop tabletop. So we asked him to come on. We're going to talk to him about uh, what he does as an activist and uh, talk a little bit about the tabletops and just thank him for all his hard work because it's amazing how much he gets accomplished. Johnny, there. Yeah, I'm here, Michael. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Just outside uh, cleaning up after the birds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, tell us about what you do with the with the tabletops. How did t- talk? For, tell everybody if, if you don't know what a gun shop tabletop is, how would you describe a gun shop tabletop? Uh, well, uh, a tabletop is where uh, we set up at uh, various either a gun shop or a gun range. Uh, we you might be indoors or outdoors. We set up a, a canopy and a little table and whatnot. We have volunteers and we uh, uh, speak to people about uh, you know uh, San Diego County gun owners, uh, the organization. We we talk about uh, uh, Second Amendment issues at the local level and uh, how uh, if people would uh, join us, how they can actually join in the fight. You know, rather than. Uh, uh, just talking about moving to Texas or something. You know? Yeah, it, it, and, uh, it, it really is. I mean, it's informational, um, really just explaining to people, hey, uh, you know, here, here's some of the things you can do. You know, here's how, here's how we make activism easy. Um, or if you just simply don't have any time, then here's how we make uh, the ability to support activism easy, and that's by becoming a member. Um, we hope that's that, exactly right. If pe- we hope people do both, we hope people become a member and get active with their spare time because we really try to do things that are effective when it comes to Second Amendment activism. Now, you, you, I think you found us about a year ago, didn't you, John? Yeah, it, I've been with uh, the uh, group for a little over a year. Yeah, how'd you find us? Well, I was I went to uh, a uh, CCW class. Uh, that was offered. It wasn't. It wasn't a class. It was a free seminar mm-hmm. up here in uh, North County. And um, uh, after the seminar, somebody spoke about uh, the gun owners group, and uh, I had never heard of San Diego County gun owners. And so after you know looking into uh, what you guys did and all that, it just you know I, I got interested and uh, just started uh, talking to people. I, I uh, spoke to. Uh, uh, Graham, uh, at yep. first, and uh, uh, I went to a, a, a tabletop as a volunteer, and then the two of us uh, spoke about uh, the need up in North County, and I just kind of fell right into it. And we, we have a lot of fun with these uh, tabletops. We have uh, kind of a, a core group of volunteers that uh, they actually deserve all the credit for 
signing up the new members and whatnot. I, I just kind of haul the stuff there. You know? <laughs> well, you do way more than that. But yeah, Graham was heading, Graham's one of our board members. He's another really, really hardworking guy who was heading up our, our tabletop uh, uh, deal. He, he's a fantastic uh, uh, activist. I, I call him a, uh, he's, a he's, the, he's the Graham of prevention that's better yeah. than a pound of cure. Just, <laughs> that's funny. Just made that up. I got zero laughs out of that. Drums, okay, drums. so <laughs> we need drums. Not one person even <laughs> said Melissa barely. She was, was kind of a courtesy smile. I would describe that, well, that it. was a dad joke. He likes to do these dad jokes. <laughs> Graham of prevention. I just made just now came to me. So John did something really really amazing. Um, after he found us, uh, you know, a lot of people come and say, "Hey, found you, joined. Uh, you know, what can I do? Put me to work." Um, John did, he went, the, he, he kind of went the next step. He didn't say, Hey, what can I do? He, he basically came to us and said, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's how you can support me and what I'm going to do. Right. And John said, yeah, you well, know, I, I, I want to start doing these tabletops, uh, you know, as often as I can. So I need supplies and, uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, and I said, all right, great. Well, we'll, let's see. I'll call around, see what, what, what gun shops we can get to host. And John said, no, no need to do that. I'm going to go ahead and call him. Uh, I'm going to set it all up. Just give me the stuff. Just give me the stuff and get out of my way. And I said, all right, all right, John, we can do that. So, John, uh, you, you, just start, you just went for it. You just started. We, we're, you know, we do everything we can to recruit volunteers for you. But even there have been a couple of times when you, know, you were understaffed, and you said, that's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, go ahead and do it anyway. Um, and you've just been a powerhouse, man. You've just how many? Do you, do, what, what kind of numbers do you have? Do you know how many tabletops you did? Uh, you've done so far in the, in the about, about the past year. Do you have any idea? Um, well, since the uh, beginning of the year, we've done eight of them uh, so far. Beginning of this and, year, uh, yeah. But last yeah, year you did so another. This year, yeah, last year was a different story. Uh, uh, for twenty twenty one, we have scheduled uh, for forty eight of them. Forty eight. So. Yeah, John is not messing around. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> and you gave yourself a goal. What was your goal? How many members did you want to sign up in twenty twenty one? Well, my uh, my goal uh, was to sign up at least uh, one hundred members. And and it's that was, that was my goal. And and it's, it's April. It's amazing that. And how many have you signed well, up in so far? Uh, so far, since uh, January, we have uh, signed up forty four new members i think john's on track <laughs> he's gonna blow that hundred number away yeah i hope so i think it's happening man i think it's happening well if we uh get the enthusiasm that we've seen lately uh, from the folks that uh, come and speak to us i think we're gonna well exceed that number talk about that how because you were saying that that uh, a lot of people have uh uh you've seen a lot of enthusiasm from folks talk a little bit about that well, uh, I see people from uh, uh, all walks of life, okay? Um, they could be young. They can be elderly. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I, it's amazing that uh, at least a third to a half uh, of the people that attend these tabletops and speak to us are female. And that is, that is so encouraging, you know, and it, a lot of women, uh, they're first-time uh, gun owners, and uh, they, they uh, are very enthused about the uh, Not Me program. Uh, and um, Not Me program being our the program that that uh, 
uh, that yeah. we have for women, by women, teaches them how to get a gun, get training, get a CCW, and that's that's uh, one of the things we're trying to do is have a not me SD representative at uh, at every table. That's uh, a, a new a new initiative, a new effort on our part. Yeah, well, that that certainly pays off. I know uh, we have uh, uh, several people that volunteer that are part of the uh, not me SD. And um, they, they are excellent uh, people. I mean, we can speak to uh, what the program is about and whatnot, but to hear directly from an ambassador is uh, that that's that's key right there. That, that really draws you know people to uh, want to learn more about the uh, the group and our organization as a whole. So the and, volunteers uh, that come out and help you, um, you know, we have uh, we, well, we have you and Graham and Elliot and jeff and colin then the five of you guys uh you know help organize the, the the tabletops and supply the tabletops so basically we you know a few weeks in advance we say all right there's going to be a tabletop at you know xyz guns um you know sign up for a shift you can do that online and our volunteer page and then they show up they get it they get a, a free t-shirt a san diego county gun owners t-shirt because you tell us what what size shirt you, you need and then, what does their day look like, John? Because they don't—they show up and they, uh, they don't really. They, we just—they just parachute right in. They, you don't have to have any special equipment. You don't have to bring anything. You don't even have to know anything. Well, you come down, and and John or, or somebody who is knowledgeable and is running the booth, you know, you, you help train them and walk through. Tell, tell them a little bit about what they can expect. Well, uh, first of all, uh, the only thing that uh, if they want to volunteer in North County, the only thing they have to bring is a folding chair and maybe some a little bit of snacks or something. But other than that, we supply everything. We have uh, ice cold drinks for everybody. Uh, we have, uh, of course, we have lots of shade. You know, we're, if we're outdoors, uh, this is a really nice time of year to be outside. Uh, we have a ton of fun. Uh, amongst ourselves and just getting to meet all these interesting people. You know, we don't just talk about uh, San Diego County gunners. We we, we uh, uh, get to know these people in, in a little bit. You know, they kind of tell their little histories and whatnot. And some of these people are very intriguing, and, and uh, uh, I, I'm so happy when these people decide to uh, join us. You know, this, I think we... We're getting some really passionate people aboard, and I hope to soon see those people step up and become volunteers at our tabletop. See that? Okay, John, we're going to talk to you right after the break, but everybody, you heard it, man. You're a folding chair away from activism. All right, folks. Hey, we are going to come back after a quick commercial and continue talking with John right after this. Stay tuned. FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Led Slinger has really been helping out with the show this year. First, with the Cover Your Ass Week sponsorship, and now they're sponsoring the Magnum interview with Seth Yon. Led Slinger Whiskey is produced by seven combat veterans from the United States Army, Rangers, United States Air Force, TACP, Special Forces, and paratrooper communities. Their love for American fine whiskey is what the company is all about. Next time you want to enjoy a sip of whiskey, ask for Lead Slingers. 
continued from last segment. We're going to talk with John Becker. Hey, you know, John, I they gave me a uh, they gave me a free bottle of Lead Slingers. I think you and I should uh, we should film a little uh, our, our first sip of Lead Slingers. Do a little commercial for Lead. What do you say? Are you a whiskey guy? I don't even know. No, I can be though. There you go. That's the spirit. That's the can-do attitude that you need from hardworking activists. Um, all right. Well, maybe you and I'll have to. Uh, take a you know split a bottle there well i'll bring two straws hey so so what motivates you man what uh why is it important for for you to to do these uh tabletops well it, there's there's a, a couple different things uh one it's uh, uh i have a passion uh about uh preserving and protecting our second amendment rights um and i see them getting Dwindled, uh, they're whittling them away slowly but surely, and we need to st- we need to stand up to uh, tyranny and whatnot. Uh, that's very important. The second thing is, um, I have a, a, a kind of a personal story uh, that uh, make impels me to just want to help, and uh, uh, without getting into a lot of detail. Uh, I'm a disabled man, and uh, I was a victim of, uh, of an assault. And uh, after that happened, I, I decided I, I wasn't going to stand up for this nonsense, you know. And uh, so I, I wanted to get involved and uh, uh, obtain, uh, you know, uh, rights that uh, the average person uh, thought they couldn't uh, obtain. But, uh, you know, I... I uh, went for it and through the efforts of uh, uh, myself and along with the help from San Diego County gun owners, I was able to uh, succeed. And uh, a lot of people out there uh, probably uh, know what I'm talking about. And that's uh, if, if you're ever interested in getting a, uh, a concealed carry uh, permit, definitely let us help you get it. Because uh, you have an excellent chance that you will succeed. Yeah, man. And, um, John works with the, the, the passion of, of someone that, I mean, the motivation of someone that has a deep, deep burning passion, I, you know, and it's, I don't know, it, it's just sometimes, sometimes that's what it takes is to have a story like John um, in order to get involved. But, uh, you know, I, I'd encourage everybody, um, and that's what it took me to, to, to get involved, you know, whatever, 10 plus years ago, being an activist, uh, you know, was, was some kind of story um that that kind of wakes you up you know jars you and says hey you know what this is serious and it's important um but get involved before before you have a story you know get involved before you're uh you have some kind of weird experience in life and it it motivates you and shakes you awake well there's uh there's uh various places throughout northern uh uh, uh, up in north uh, san diego county that uh, you'll see our tabletops set up and you'll see our big old signs and our big blue canopy and uh, a bunch of smiling faces, uh, maybe behind a mask if we have to. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, I encourage people out there to come and say hello and, and uh, learn what we're about and how we can help you and if you have any questions or whatnot. And you may even be, have something else to bring to the table. And we encourage people to join us. And don't just join you know, get active, you know, you don't necessarily have to run a tabletop, but, you know, volunteer for our tabletops 
and uh, you'll learn so much more about uh, uh, not only about guns and and uh, what's going on legislatively, but you'll just you'll meet so many new, uh, really cool people. You know, and I I know uh, I'm making friends for life. That's awesome. So, so what's the typical response you, you get from folks when they uh, you know someone that's coming to a gun shop? You have your booth set up. They walk by you, and and they've never heard of San Diego County gun owners before. Um, what's the typical response? Uh, very seldom do we have people just kind of you know wave us on, you know, and just keep going. Uh, most people, if if they've never heard of us, uh, they're they're at least curious mm-hmm. because face it, if they're in a gun store or at a range, uh, we're amongst like minded people. Uh, we're not there to sell anything other than uh, to just disseminate information about, you know, our rights and whatnot. And um, anyway, uh, when, when people learn uh, why we're there, you know, we we uh, we engage them in a the conversation, uh, uh, you know, about uh, what how, how they can help us out. Um, and what we're exactly doing, you know, other than being a uh, alphabet, you know, organization that uh, collects money uh, for something that they have no idea where it goes or what they do. But, you know, with San Diego County gun owners, we, we can absolutely explain to these folks, you know, what exactly are we doing for yeah. that, you know, that town or that individual or, or whatnot, you know, to uh, preserve our rights. That's what are people most interested in, by the way? What's the big draw? I well, the, the biggest draw is uh, uh, that I've encountered were uh, people that are interested in getting a, a CCW. Their CCW, yeah, you, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's such a um, you know coalescing uh, uh, you know subject. I mean, people just of all walks of life, every interest, no matter what you are, no matter where you fit in the gun world or how interested you are in firearms. CCWs, man, everybody wants to know. CCWs, CCWs, CCWs. Um, yeah, that- every, you know, everybody, uh, uh, I haven't encountered, like, uh, you know, what I would consider, you know, like a, a strange person or anything. Most of these people are just average, everyday people that, you know, you, you wouldn't know them from anywhere. They could be in the grocery store right next to you and stuff, and next thing you know, they're in front of your booth because they they want to learn how to they can uh, protect themselves. Well, John, I can't tell you. I mean, you just you described us as a an, what an alphabet organization, SDCGO, one of the alphabet organizations. Well, I like that. I think it's hilarious. But I I have a, a funny story real quick about John that I think is is uh, extremely endearing. Um, Joe, you already know this story, but uh, a few weeks ago. Um, speaking of our our alphabet organization, SDCGO, a few weeks ago, I got this email from our into our general inbox, and it was somebody who said, "I need help. I have young kids. My electricity's oh. off. Um, I don't know what to do." And it was this really uh, kind of cryptic but scary um, email. You know, it's kind of kind of scary. And I thought, well, "Gosh, that's weird." Um, no, no. Uh, uh, phone number, nothing, and so we looked her up on the database. I saw that this lady, uh, uh, we, you know, she she was somehow on our email list, and we'd sent, you know, she reads our emails. She wasn't a member. We didn't have any information on her. Sent a couple emails back, and I thought, gosh, this is really weird that this lady's going through some kind of trouble, some kind of problem with, you know, had no electricity in her house, 
And uh, the only person that she could think of, the only organization she could think of to reach out to was this Second Amendment organization that she gets an email from. And I thought, you know what? She's in Fallbrook. I'm going up there. I, whatever. I'm dropping everything. I'm, I'm going to go see what the heck's going on. I can't get a hold of her. This sounds weird. <laughs> Call up John, who lives uh, close to Fallbrook, and I said, hey, man, uh, here's what's going on. He goes, all right, I can meet you there in 20 minutes. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's the best answer ever. Long story, even longer. Um, we go check out this house. It was this weird address. John and I are poking around, knocking on the doors, trying, you know, scratching our head. Uh, finally, uh, we get a phone call from this lady's son. She thought we were SDG and E, not SDCGO. <laughs> And SDG and E had turned off her electricity, so I was like, "Well, that's funny." Hey, John, what do you say we go get lunch? But I just yeah. <laughs> really appreciated John's enthusiasm to go check out a like we were some kind of weird Scooby Doo mystery. So anyway, man. So what? Uh, it was kind of fun, right? So what? Yeah. Uh, what's this year looking like for you? How many? How many? Uh, how many more members are you going to sign up and? And where are some? Where let's start with this. Where are some of the locations that are coming up that you're going to have tabletops? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this coming Saturday, uh, we'll be in San Marcos at uh, Turner's Outdoorsman. Nice. Uh, it's on uh, Montiel Road, right there in San Marcos. We'll be there from uh, uh, ten to six. Um, and then after that, we're going to be uh, again in San Marcos. We're going to move up the road a little bit. And uh, go up to uh, Duncan's uh, Gunworks on the 24th. So that's you know two weekends in a row uh, right there. And then uh, uh, we we uh, hit all the uh, indoor ranges in North County, uh, like a North County Shooting Range. We go to Iron Sights. Uh, and then we go to uh, uh, the outdoor range. We go to Rainbow uh, Shooting Range. Um, all and over, then, uh, especially we, North County. All over. We have uh, booths. We have tabletops all over uh, San Diego at just about every gun shop I can think of. But John yeah. mainly he covered. He's our he's our, uh, our our North County guy. He does mostly the North County shops. If you're interested, we actually have a very cool uh, um, contest all year. If you're interested in uh, uh, being a volunteer on a tabletop, go to sdcgo.org/volunteer. Um, you can sign up right there, and the contest is this. Every shift you work, and a shift is a half day, so it's like three or four hours. Every shift you work, you get an entry for a, uh, a contest to win a gun. So in every quarter, we're going to give away a gun. Um, you know, all you know, rules and laws and et cetera apply. Um, but uh, this month at our monthly meeting, we're going to draw the gun for the first quarter and uh, it's a very, very cool um, uh, shield uh, by uh, Gunfighter Tactical. They're going to do a little Cerakote job on a 9mm shield. Um, so, oh, cool. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So if so, the yeah. more tabletops you work, the more entries, the more chance, uh, the better chance you have of, of winning a gun. Um, and we're, like I said, we're already, we got first, first quarters in the books. Come to our monthly meeting on Zoom and see who's going to win. And uh, if you are in North County or anywhere in the county, uh, volunteer. If you're in North County, go to go to one of these uh, um, booths. Help John out. Thank him for being such a fantastic supporter of San Diego County gun owners and working so hard. And thank you so much, John. Well, thank you, Michael. 
All right, folks. Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. Clean lube and protect. Oh, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Got that. Clean lube and protect your gun faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all in one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It's also natural, non toxic, and environmentally friendly. Thank you, Seal One, for sponsoring Cover Your Ass Week and helping to make it an outstanding success. And if you're tired of smelling like gas, like a gas station after cleaning your guns, try Seal One. Pick some up at Gunfighter Tactical or ask for it by name at your local shop. Clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for a 25% discount off your first order on their website at SealOne.net. Did Did you see the 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 email, the Gun Owners Radio email that went out? They uh, they actually sent uh, Rich put in uh, instructions on how to properly use Seal One, so I'm going to try to properly use it. I use it totally improperly, and it's yes, excellent. Did. Yes, you did. So this time I'm going to use it properly and see if and you'll if probably that, mess it up. <laughs> I might go back to my method. So. That's scary. Your method. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> All right, well. All right, who you got coming in next? Okay, Core Essentials is a really, really cool company. They make uh, they make these really cool belts. We've talked about them before. Somebody did a review on them uh, and brought them in and talked about Core Essentials. They're very, very cool. But we have Travis Clark from Core Essentials. How you and doing, Travis? And that's K-O-R-E. Yeah, K-O-R-E Essentials. Very important. Very important. K-O-R-E. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Travis. <laughs> How you doing, Travis? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate tell, it. Tell us about Now, you're actually here to talk about... Uh, the SoCal Gear Expo. But before we do that, Correct. tell everybody about Core Essentials. Core Essentials. For those who haven't heard of us, uh, we are a local company here in San Diego. Um, what we do is, our, our mission, I should say, is to provide solutions to the EDC community. Uh, so what that's all based on is our number one rated EDC gun belts we make. Uh, it's a great product. Uh, really, second to none, you're not going to find a better one in the world. What's EDC. Everyday carry, same thing you guys have been talking about all day. <laughs> all right. I'm going to need to go and visit you guys then. I'm yeah, stuck on my uh, belt, but a, I'd like to try another one. Uh, we've got a very humble showroom right in La Mesa at our headquarters, um, and then we've got a great website. So I'd definitely recommend everybody check out our website, coreessentials.com. Uh, you're going to see a lot of great gear on there that we make. How new are you guys? Um, let's see. We were founded, uh, let's see, about seven, eight years ago, and, um, you know, just slow, controlled growth, and we really just exploded uh, a few years ago. Um, it's it's just been great watching the, the evolution of our products, you know, and we don't sit on our laurels, you know, and uh, we, we are always just trying to redesign and, and reinvigorate the product and just keep making it better and better, and I think that's that's really been a recipe to our success, you know. So, Travis, do you have to own a gun to buy your belt? Absolutely not. Uh, great thing about our belts, and we're starting to realize this, is um, it doubles as a utility belt. You know, construction guys can find a lot of use in our belts. Um, you know, any, anybody that really needs Batman, <laughs> for example. Uh, yeah, all shapes and sizes. <laughs> so the uh, um, I, the reason I ask, I mean, you guys, for the, like the, it seems like the last three four months, 
I it, about once a week somebody's coming up to me, hey man have you heard of Core Essentials hey uh, Core Essential Core Essential like it, it's you guys are something happened in the last six months and you guys just exploded and took off maybe it was I think we did a gear review and that, that must have been what yeah, it was I, I think know, I did it I think you uh, did do it because yeah, I'm looking at them online yeah and it's a, a great belt and it's interesting because um you know I I think the ones I was I was looking at were um were more of the web belts mm-hmm. but the um. The belt was fantastic, though, and I didn't have a use for it back then. But as I'm listening now, I'm thinking, you know, I have a use for one of those now. No, so I'm going to have to be checking out that website. This here. is a great everyday belt. I'm telling you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Jordan- and we have it in both the web nylon. We have two versions of leather, uh, top grain leather and a full grain buffalo leather. You know, mm. so we, we really can appeal to anybody's uh, style preferences or, you know, really what they need to do. Uh, well, well my Walmart belt. belt- just isn't holding up, okay? That, people are realizing that is not cutting it anymore. I kind of, um, I work on the sales side, so I approach gun shops all around the world. And what I kind of tell people who really don't see a need to carry a belt in their gun shop is it, it, there's really a trinity in the EDC world between the firearm, the holster, and the belt. Right. They all work together. It's part of a system. And people are starting to understand that. And that's, I think, where core essentials has has exploded it's it's become you know aware to everybody how important this product is or or a good belt for that matter and your buckles won't poke you in the stomach Uh, no absolutely (laughs) not there's nothing worse than a belt that you're in a car and it's and that's what my Walmart belt is doing. So I will come see you next well, week. Well, listen, let's just, let's just all be honest here. We're coming out of COVID. At some point, we're all going to have to start wearing pants again. And if once we do, you're going to need a belt. Yeah, so, because you got that COVID weight on you, and you will get poked. Yeah. You'll get poked the COVID-19. in the stomach. Everybody put on their COVID-19. Hey, you'll get poked in the stomach. I hate it worse than anything. So. All right. Okay, so let's talk. So Core Essentials, what's your website, by the way, for Core Essentials? coreessentials.com excellent um okay with a k, with a k very important coreessentials.com k uh core with it with a k so tell us about the socal gear expo what what is it when is it what do we got to okay, know so, yeah so um we really wanted to there's a lot of great manufacturers here in southern california people don't realize it um in the two-way community, there, there's so many great products that come out of Southern California. So we wanted to kind of bring all of that together in in a in a place where you know like-minded people can can just show their enthusiasm and you know whatever. So this is a first-year event. We're planning on doing it every year. Uh, that Expo is going to bring industry leaders all throughout Southern California. Um, we're trying to bridge the gap between the industry, the media, and the common enthusiast. You're going to be able to find all kinds of gear from companies like Triple Feed, Trauma Pack, Tor Knives. There's going to be some ranges and gun shops there like Poway Weapons and Gear, Gunfighter Tactical. Of course, San Diego gun owners are going to be there. We're going to have Love some those food. Guys. Yeah, we're... Um, yeah, we're really just looking to have a great event. It's going to be free to the public right at our headquarters right there in La Mesa. Nice. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the 15th of May. 15th of May, May 15th yeah. in, in La Mesa at Core Essentials headquarters, um, free to the public. Uh, you said there's – did you say something about food? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. We haven't lined up our food truck yet, but we're gonna have something, something tasty out there. We're trying to get a brewery involved too. Um, you know, we're having a hard time finding a brewery. Do you guys know where we could find a brewery? I do. Uh, Melissa does. Boy, does okay. she know every, every brewery. Okay. No, I'm kidding. She's <laughs> she's good friends with. <laughs> she's good friends with. Who are you good friends Mike with? Mike Hess. Mike Hess Brewing. Yeah. So yeah, what's an ad- what's an address over there? Uh, we are at eight 
8333 K Street, and it's right off of Center Street, right in the heart of La Mesa. It's by Carl Burger Dodge. If you, everybody's seen it when they drive by, I don't know if I'm supposed to be dropping names. Yeah, but, uh, you can drop it because that's fun yeah, to okay. find. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fun little road there. So it's going to take over our entire parking lot. Uh, we're probably going to have anywhere from 20 to 30 vendors. All kinds of products um, are going to be there. Uh, optics, holsters, plate carriers. We're going to have some training organizations. Uh, Bang, Energies, Bang Energy Drinks is going to be coming out. They're going to be doing some promos. There's going to be giveaways. We're going to be unveiling a new product that we're going to really see as a game changer. We have uh, incorporated our technology into a battle belt slash operator belt. Ooh. We're going to be unveiling that at uh, that event. Um, we have applied for patents on this. This is a product nobody in the world has ever done, and we are uh, we're very excited. We're seeing it as a game changer. So come and see that along with a lot of other great things, too. And your belts come in size 32-inch? Oh, you could put it around a 12-inch waist all the way up to... Melissa yeah. just laughed at me. How dare you? <laughs> you and I are going toe-to-toe after this show. <laughs> You're going to wear a belt on your thigh? <laughs> there we go. Wow, it just went from bad to worse. <laughs> well, Joe's awesome, not man. saying nothing. Joe's just sitting real quiet. <laughs> that's awesome, Travis. That's very, very cool. So where can, so yeah. can people find uh, more information at coreessentials.com? Uh, you know, it's... <clears throat> As far as that, there should be a link going up onto the website soon, and um, the, the uh, SCGE, as we're calling it, um, may have its own website coming up here. Um, actually, yes, we do have it, uh, SoCalGearExpo.com. Hey, hey, Travis, looking at your, yes. um, your product line, it looks to me like you have the ability to make custom belt buckles. Uh, yeah, actually, we, um, we bought a laser, a big fancy laser engraving machine a few months ago and um one of our buckles is a stainless steel buckle mm. big big blank open face and yeah. we can actually laser engrave anything we could put your picture on it there if you want i think gun uh, owners radio belt buckle looks like that would be quite the that would be cool yeah and what, yeah. what what kind of a price range are we looking at for your product uh, so our msrp on um our standard edc belts is 59.95 and then we've got some versions that are sixty nine ninety five, uh-huh. but we we keep a very accessible price point on all our products. And so what's you, what's the warranty that uh, I won't get? We got, any one, weight. we got a one year <laughs> we got a one year warranty on our products. Um, you know, we we want to make sure everybody's happy. So if there's ever any issues, we always tell our customers to come to us. You know, we we take quality control very seriously. Yeah. So we always want to make sure people are happy with the product. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. That's very very yeah. cool. Um, I was wondering if. Your new belt is – can it double for, like, competition belts? Because I, okay. I compete, so. Sure. So um, the uh, operator belt is going to be probably something right up your alley when it comes out. It's going to be the full inner outer belt, mollies all the way around. Yeah. Uh, another thing people are doing is they're taking our garrison belts, our one and three-quarter inch width belts, and they're putting those into a padded system and, and running those on the range as well. So, you know, there's different options available now and then options that will be coming out in the future. Well, so you have one and a half. Well, May 15th. Okay. May 15th. So you have one and, a, one and a half and one and three quarter width? Correct. Awesome. Yes. I can't wait. We were just, yeah. Joe, you and I were just talking about belts, weren't we? Yeah. Well, you know, I, want, I was going to mention that to you because we were coming back from Vacaville. We were yeah. talking about that. And I would have sworn, I probably did swear to you that all my belts were one and three quarter inch. 
Yeah. And I got home and checked. They're all one and a half inch. Yeah. I, well, I know. You, you know how I, I was pretty sure you were wrong? Because remember, I was sitting there for like 20 minutes on my phone going, Looking at all the places I got belts. Yeah. You're like, well, try here and here. And none of them offered a one and three quarters. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? It must be my phone. Yeah. Imagine my shock. Couldn't be Joe. <laughs> well, I think I, uh, I think I can hold out until May 15th to get a new belt. No, you don't. You can go get a belt uh, tomorrow. You- yeah, you can come tomorrow. We open at 9 a.m. Yeah, you don't need to <laughs> wait for the tactical belt. Look at this guy, ABC, always be closing. That's, That's right. Hey, I expect to see you guys there. Travis, Thanks, Travis. That's we awesome. We will come see, and we're going to talk about that uh, gun owner, uh, gun owner's radio belt buckle because I think those would be good giveaways and maybe give to gifts as uh, you know people to come that, on. Uh, that laser engraver is going to be humming at the event, guys, so we're ah. going to be doing custom buckles for anybody. Okay? All right, you're the man. All right, yeah. folks. Hey, stick, guys. stick around. The next hour we'll be talking about infringement, and you're never going to guess who's going to be talking to us about it. Right here on FM 96.1 AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Hey, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Gun owners should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year. With comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off. And neither does our coverage. Guess what? Gun Owners Radio listeners, get a free t-shirt when you join. Just use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button and tell a lot of your friends. Prize winner announcement. Last week, we reviewed Seahorse Cases. What an amazing case. And if you joined our email newsletter, you could win one. Now it's time to announce the winner. The winner is... Melissa Lee. (laughs) Joe (laughs) Gamisi. No, I don't have uh, a... We don't have a winner? No, this is live radio here. This stuff happens. And I did the drum roll on time this time. Are you kidding me? I'm so proud of you, Brandon. The winner is... One and three. Who? Brad Miller. Brad Miller. (laughs) Miller. Congratulations, Brad. We will be getting in touch with you in about a year. Brad, Brad Miller, Miller. All right. Joe Jermisi, Mr. Concealed Carry blog writer. What's kicking? Right or a privilege? What's the answer? Yeah, so that's uh, this week's subject. Concealed Carry, is that a right or a privilege? How do people follow um, your blogs? uh, You go... um, to San Diego County Gun Owners.com or SDCGO.org. Look on the news page, and then in there you'll see blog. And right. they are all there, like uh, 144 of them now. Cool. Um, so that's how you do it. 144. One of the ways. 
Yeah, this was number 144 this Jeez. week. Uh, also, they're on our Facebook page. So, um, anyway, what we're talking about, uh, this came up when Michael and I went to the um, the CCW Coordinators Conference uh, up in Vacaville a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, there was a couple of, we, we'd heard people batting around that idea, you know, it's, uh, it's a privilege to have this or that. And, um, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate way to look at it, but we were thinking about it on the way home. So, yeah, I should write about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's kind of the, uh, the, no, it's not kind of, it's actually the subject for this week. <laughs> so, um, you know, is it a right or a privilege? And, um, you know, if you, you look at, to me, it's obvious, I mean, to most of us, it's obvious if uh, you look at what the second amendment says, no, of course it's not a privilege. It's a no, right. It's a right. And where that thinking comes from, I think, Paul, apart, there, there's two places we go way back um if you look at uh like the like we're a may issue state here in california and there's a handful of states that are that way kind of the backward states and what may issue is for for concealed carry is the state may issue you one depends you and know? may not and they may not um so and where that kind of thinking comes from if you look way back um actually to the civil war um if you look back at the the original racist party the democrats um, they use that technique um, during Reconstruction to keep black people, newly freed black slaves, uh, from arming themselves and being able to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they they required a um, they required a permit for gun ownership, and then they said, okay, the local sheriff can decide who gets a permit. So obviously, only certain people got permits. And that kind of thinking has just evolved through. You know, they didn't really talk about concealed carry back then, but. As concealed carry evolved, that that may issue that privilege kind of idea stayed with that, and um, we still have that kind of stuff out here now. And the the racist component is gone. They, they don't usually they don't do that anymore. Um, but what took its place was the good moral character and the good cause part of it. So now a a government employee gets to take a look at you and determine if you are of good moral character, and um, and then they get to take a look at your reasoning and you have to come up with a reason and they make the assert, you know, the assessment, is that a good cause? And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that it's that way, but I mean, that's how it is in some places. And, um, you know, because really what the second amendment does and the second amendment doesn't give us the right, um, to, um, to carry or to own firearms or anything. It protects a right that, that the founders considered to be, um, you know, some people would say a God-given right. Other people, a little more neutrally, might say a natural human right. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the right to be able to defend themselves and protect themselves and their family. And, um, you know, firearms are just a natural component of that. And part of this privilege argument, um, again, in modern times now, in current times, comes from um, a couple of bad Ninth Circuit decisions. Uh, and it was, what, the Peruta versus Peruta, San Diego yep. and then Young, Young versus, versus Hawaii, Hawaii. Yep. where the um, the Ninth Circuit, which is, you know, the really, – Our favorite. Yeah, it's the most overturned court. And you always used to hear that. Um, they'd say, oh, it's the most overturned court in the country. And I, I was looking up, so is it? And if you look at, again, some of the liberal sources, no, that's a myth. That's not really true. And they, they lay out these things. And then I found another um, more um, – more rigorous uh, research and look at the numbers, and they say no, it actually is. And I linked to that in the um, in the article. But they they ruled that um, you know we don't have a right. The Second Amendment does not give us to the right to carry a gun. And you know the the Second Amendment says, well, we have the right to keep and bear arms. So 
bearing arms me i mean keeping I mean, keeping a gun in my safe in the house really isn't helping me right so um and out here in california you know we can't open carry is illegal so okay if i can't carry openly then i should be able to carry concealed and um you know in some places you can some places you can't we're fortunate here in san diego where we've uh thanks to michael and san diego county gun owners and some other people that we can now do that um but again, it's, you know, it's infringing. I mean, we wrote about this before too. It's like, what does infringe mean really? Mm-hmm. You know, and most of these gun control laws, the stuff that we were just talking about earlier, that Joe Biden's doing, all that infringes on the second amendment. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it gets down to do, do we have a constitution or do we not have a constitution? And, you know, some people make the argument that the second amendment is a collect or talks about a collective right mm-hmm. where they say, okay, well they say, um, they talk about a militia and they talk about the people and they say, well, that, that means that the state, you know, when they say a well-regulated militia, they're talking about the state being able to control the guns and everything like that. And yet the second amendment was part of the bill of rights. The first 10 amendments, to the constitution, the other nine amendments all specifically talk about individual rights. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of odd that, you know, some people would argue, well, the second amendment just talks about a collective right, but all the other nine, talk about individual rights so you know it's um it gets down to to again what kind of country do we want to live in Um, because part of what keeps americans free part of where our freedom and our country and everything comes from is because of our right to own firearms and uh you know part of owning firearms means being able to carry firearms and i think if we lose that that right then then our freedom everything is really in jeopardy so i got a question have you, I don't know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but when you mentioned, you know, back in the Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, it was really designed to keep African Americans mm-hmm. from bearing arms and having a weapon. Mm-hmm. Have we seen any statistics on how many African Americans have gotten concealed carry? Um, that I, you know, I don't have that off the top of my head. Um, Michael, I don't think they, I don't think they track it by. No, they they actually do. It's not. I thought it's they not, did all across the country i'll take a look at that remind me of that next week <laughs> let me look for well, that i'll send you a text before and, uh, the show so you can look it up. i will know the answer to that it'll either be no they don't or yeah i know the answer because i i know i've seen some i don't know if they have those numbers nationally because there are some states that that keep records of that by mm-hmm. race there are mm-hmm. other states that don't so you i know california does uh yeah they may so i mean because um, i my gut feeling is just telling me that this is just another way to restrict gun ownership and I bet they do it. Well, yeah, and again, you know, in the olden days there, back after the Civil mm-hmm. War, you know, they had what they called the Black Codes, which were all things aimed at black people, oh, yeah. unfortunately. Now they're just aimed at everybody. Yeah, exactly, no matter what your color. All right. That's kind of terrible. All right, so, hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with another Melissa Lee Gear Review, review on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. PRMI Mortgage, alpine. Hey, are you in the military? Are you looking for help for a VA loan? Or if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That's Chris Wiley. 
at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. All right. Melissa Lee is in the house. Now you say, it says here your gear is combat flip-flops. It is. But first I'd like to, that doesn't look like a to say hi to my mom and my stepdad, Chris, are listening in for the first time. Hi, mom. guys. Um, hi, mom. Hi, mom and Chris. Like my mom's not a huge fan of me. Does Chris tell the dad anything jokes? to do with guns. So, mom, let's yeah. let's go back to the flip flops. He's not yeah. wearing a flip flop on his neck. He's wearing a hey, what'd you call it? A scrunch? A smog? A smog? Smog? <laughs> um, so I have um, combat flip flops. I have Griff, who's the co-founder of Combat Flip Flops, and um, X Ranger, and he is manufacturing peace through trade. So he has a really interesting story. Cool. He um, wrote this book. Uh, rise of the unarmed forces so griff are you there i'm here Can hi you hear yes welcome um so oh, thanks for having me here today yeah i'm excited to have you on um i would like to know tell everybody your background in the military uh so i am a west point graduate uh, so i graduated from the academy in 2001 right into the war I served in the artillery and i went from there to second ranger battalion which is the the ranger regiment so we're in special operations, and we are the direct action force for the United States, period. Uh, did four tours overseas, through to Afghanistan, went to Iraq, a couple hundred raids under my belt. And uh, after I got out, I started uh, a flip-flop company. <laughs> yeah, I, that is such a strange transition. How did you go from military to flip-flops? Uh, long story, but uh, I was working in uh, complex zones, and I saw how small businesses and jobs were helping create stability and security more than MRAPs and bombers were. So I uh, walked into a combat boot factory one day. I saw a whole bunch of people working. I found out the factory was going out of work. And I said, hey, we can make you know, flip-flops here. With If you understand the political term, uh, flip-flop is somebody who believes in a 180-degree stance change in something while both are required. And I used to jump out of airplanes and slide out of helicopters and do dirty work. But now I believe that businesses are probably more um, more beneficial than bullets. So it's one of our taglines, business, not bullets. But we still need a military. They still need to do their job. But we can support the civilian population and make their job easier. So we started Combat Flip Flops. I think that's amazing. Um, so you, well, you have your own solution to help countries out of poverty, um, providing education, especially to women, and providing jobs. So... Um, and you support a bunch of charities, um, Aid Afghanistan for Education, Minds Advisory Group, and the Station Foundation, and newly the One Way Foundation. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the charities that you directly support and what you have done for – how, how have you changed their lives? So the, the first one is Aid Afghanistan for Education, which is our primary charity. And mm -hmm. we educate women in Afghanistan. The Taliban really doesn't like it. Uh, but it's, if you want to change a civilization, you have to educate the women, educated mothers, raise educated families, educated families are resistant to radicalism. And so we really focus on literacy in Afghanistan because if we can do it there, we can do it anywhere. Uh, minds advisory group is, uh, if you remember princess Diana, that was her preferred demining group. And so we're helping clearing landmines in Laos left over from the Vietnam war. The station foundation is a 
group that helps special operations families transition from military to civilian life. And uh, one more wave, they help amputee veterans uh, with specialized surf equipment to get them out into the surf community. So going back through each one of them, uh, we've put over 750 girls in school in Afghanistan. We've cleared over 20,000 square meters of landmines. We've helped multiple families go to station foundation retreats. And just recently, we raised enough through the sale of our One More Wave flip-flop that we were actually able to generate enough to donate a surfboard to a wounded veteran. I think that's so amazing. I love all the work that you've been doing. Um, right now, I'm wearing the OD Green Eagle shirt, and I have a model for me. I have Joe Jamisi. He's wearing the um, black oh. and gray schmog, and he looks great in it. Where's your flip-flops? I, I didn't order those. I'm waiting for my um, my um, tennis shoes to come back in stock, so I'm waiting. For yeah, they're in production. They're a great flip-flop. <laughs> I just went online and took a look at them. They're really, really nice. Everything that I've ordered yeah, they- from them is absolutely amazing the quality is amazing and like the shemag that's made in afghanistan right by women correct yeah we started making our flip-flops in afghanistan but our making flip-flops in afghanistan is financially unfeasible so we tried to find a product that we could make in country so we make shemags and so we work with uh, family-owned businesses in afghanistan making them and we think or we believe that we make the best ones on the market what what is Um, their opinion when they when you went to them and said hey i want you to make a product and here's what we're going to do with it, and here's going to be the end result. Were the Afghanistan public a little surprised? No, they were excited. I mean, I think that um, Mm. they're they're always looking, you know, to support their families, and if anybody comes in with an opportunity, which is few and far between, to be honest, they always do their best in order to fulfill all their promises and commitments to make it happen, and the quality that they produce is spectacular. I like your, uh, this is, I, I I love your tagline. Combat flip-flops, bad for running. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, You know, the thing that I love about your company is that you put your money where your mouth is. When people support, like, a nonprofit, they don't know where their money is going, and they don't see, like, a tangible result. You actually uh, show a tangible result of how you help people, and I really commend you for that. It's really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think the... The whole, you know, feed a kid for 25 cents a day and the, the negatives that comes along with a lot of the promotion of those nonprofits is, is it doesn't make people feel good. Mm-hmm. Initially, it, it relieves some pain versus us on our side of it is like we want to have fun the whole way. Like you buy a cool product, you put people to work, you put little girls in school. It is good from start to finish. And instead of That's just giving somebody something, you're actually putting them to work to where they have self-worth and they're making a product. Correct. Yeah, it's their national pride when they sell made in Afghanistan or made in Colombia or made in Laos or yeah. something. Those people are proud about that. It's going out to the world. Have you been able to go out to these actual factories and meeting the people who are making it and um, getting an education and making money and providing for their families? So we've been to the ones in Afghanistan. And they're spectacular. We've been to the ones in Colombia. Uh, we have not been to the ones in Laos. And um, as far as the schools go, I actually haven't been in the schools yet, but we communicate with them weekly. And we get a lot of photography and imagery back and forth. Uh, just based on the timing and everything, just due to the way things are in Afghanistan, it's just unsafe for us to travel there. and It puts more people at risk right. uh, well, than it's worse. Well, so we work proxy. How does that, I mean, I, I can imagine the Taliban not really being happy with you. How can they survive and keep doing what they're doing when the Taliban doesn't want them to do what they're doing? 
Well, Afghans are Afghans. They're going to survive in whatever situation. They've been surviving since the times of, you know, Jesus, right? And Alexander the Great and everybody else. Uh, They're really tough people. Uh, And the only thing we say is anything tougher than an Afghan man is an Afghan woman. And (laughs) they continue to figure things out. They, you know, when they got, you know, restricted because of COVID, restricted because of the Taliban, they couldn't congregate in schools. So now they're figuring out ways to get the, the children things to to be educated at home, which is exceptionally tough because you know, they don't have the, the, the toughest thing there is not the books. It's not the computers. It's the teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being able to figure out how to educate those kids has really been complicated over the last year and a half. And we're trying to raise as much as we can to help them along that process. That's amazing. Okay. I think I found the one. I found the pair for me, man. Oh, he found one for him. I'm going to get the men's flopperator shadow, which is like a, it's like, it looks like it's kind of like a dark gray, right? That's it. Yep. Yeah. Says the gray's the new coyote. The flopperator shadow. Now this is kind of cool. It goes from seven to fifteen, and I have a big fat foot. So you guys run pretty wide. I have a. I seriously have a really wide foot. Is it- yeah, they're decently wide. If you're if you're a hobbit, you might be a little tight in it. But if, if you're not hobbit size, then we're going to be okay. It's just under hobbit. Do you remember the Flintstones? Remember the beginning of the Flintstones when Fred would? Fred, yeah, yeah. I was actually the the model for that. Um, <laughs> He's not the, kidding either. But this is kind of cool. Military grade tubular nylon upper. Um, you get a uh, a morale patch, and it funds one day of school by buying this uh, this flip flop. I will fund one day of school for an Afghan girl. Wow. That's what, awesome. What are prices? What are we talking about? Well, this one's... So the flopperators are, are thirty nine ninety nine. Oh. Uh, our number one seller, the OG, our first flip-flop that ever came out with is the, the AK-47, which has got a 7.62 by 39 casing head, uh, which is cast. It's replicated. It's not a real thing. We tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With ammo prices, it's too expensive. Yeah, um, that's a, that's our number one. That's uh, that's fifty nine ninety nine, and then we make some boots that are sixty four ninety nine, and we've got some sandals and a few other things. But yeah, it's it's all reasonably priced for what you would expect, and all of our products have a lifetime warranty. So if they fall apart due to construction, we will replace them, and we have the best customer service in the market. I don't even wear flip flops, and I'm going to buy a pair. That's Just to help you look, look good in flip flops. No, I don't like that thing between my toes. Uh, but I think <laughs> help, helping a young lady. I, I'm just telling you, I don't like that thing. You know. I'll give you an insider tip. We are going to deliver our slides uh, oh. this week. Oh, yeah, our, our slides are coming in this week, so we should have them available uh, for you. Uh, yeah, but oh, the, the little birds are coming. There you go. I'm well, telling. Dave and Mike. You yeah. can use my discount code MEL25 for 25% off your purchase. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So all your listeners out there, you guys want to buy something, just go to combatflipflops.com and use my code MEL25 for 25% off of your and purchase. And by, by the way, the Schmears is only $19.99. Schmogs. Whatever. <laughs> Schmear. Whatever. It's not bagels. Yeah, Dave. I know. That's something you put on a bagel, Dave. <laughs> I don't eat bagels. But That's a whole other different part of the Middle East. <laughs> but you like. You look good in that. Is your neck getting hot? Getting no, hot? It, was, it was hot when we started in here. So. Well, that, it looks good too. on you. The, the schmug looks really good on you. Oh, good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, your schmears. Just leave it yeah. on. <laughs> well, thank that. you so much for joining us and um, uh, continue to fight the good fight, man. Like I, I love what you do, and um, I'm really proud to represent your company. Well, thank you very much. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and always remember to practice and practice safely. Very good. Very good. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye, guys. All right, folks. Hey, check out the website to see our Magnum interview by going to Gun Owners Radio 
com slash magnum and check out our latest interview with John Correa. All right, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hi, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Black Hound Optics, accurate, affordable, and guaranteed. Sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that goes the extra mile. You might remember when Joe Dramisi some, uh, uh, reviewed some of their scopes. Great guys, great product, and a great company. That is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts so you don't have to worry about finding one that fits your gun? We are so excited to have them as an official partner of the show. Ask for them at your local gun store or find them online at blackhoundoptics.com. They used to be so frustrating when you'd get a scope and you couldn't find the mounts. Yep. And duct tape just doesn't work. Not as well. It comes with the mounts and it comes with the level. It's amazing. Hey, who's our next guest? Uh, so we have a pretty interesting uh, situation here. Lance Cohen is uh, one of our uh, one of our members. And uh, he, uh, I don't know if you saw, but a couple couple issues ago, the NRA had an article about uh, some background check funny business and how it was amounting to a uh, what they were calling a shadow ban. Uh, so basically, uh, they were uh, background check. They were manipulating background checks uh, so that really people. Well, maybe manipulating is a bad bad term for it but oh no i agree um, it was they were using background checks to stop people who you know law-abiding folks from uh uh from getting their guns here and it, and it actually happened to to lance in a way so i'm gonna have him on the line here to talk about his experience lance you there yeah i'm here great to uh to be on the show with you michael awesome man thank you so much so Let's. Uh, I don't even know how to approach this. What, let's let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, let me let me kind of. I'll tell you what. Let me start to describe the scenario, and you correct me. Um, Lance lived in California. Uh, he was, uh, you know, had a he was a business owner, had an experience in law enforcement, gun owner, uh, extraordinaire. <laughs> had a had a great collection. Has a great collection. Moved out of state um, and went to purchase. What did you what, take it from there? Where were you looking to purchase? So, I think I was purchasing a, uh, a handgun, and uh, so just to kind of rewind a little bit, what what happened was um, I lived in San Diego. I'm a California native, probably a California native, and um, I spent six years as a reserve deputy uh, San Diego County Sheriff Department. Um, I parked terms with the department at the rank of reserve captain. Um, I was uh, responsible for overseeing a lot of specialized units uh, within the reserves. And I was, uh, you know, had purchased a lot of guns in, in California. Um, I worked in the uh, ammunition industry. I've owned uh a number of firearms, uh, never had any, any issues. Yeah, so he, he's, uh, there's absolutely, there's, hand. 
There's no reason that Lance should be stopped from purchasing a firearm. There's nothing, you know, there's no reason he's got a good track record. Great track record, gone through background checks, multiple different kinds of background checks, totally solid guy. And then you go to purchase your firearm. Wait a minute, where'd you move to? So, so uh, I moved to Wyoming uh, with uh, some of the best gun. And um, and as Michael said, I I had been a uh, I had a CCW in California. I uh, subsequently had a CCW and uh, or a concealed firearm permit in Wyoming. Um, permits carry per other states, and um, and so anyways. In, in Wyoming, things are a little bit different. So uh, like a lot of states, you go into purchase and uh, they run, the FFL runs an instant background check. So they, you fill out your 4473, they call NICS, and NICS gives uh, one of three responses uh, instantly. It's either uh, proceed with action, uh, do not proceed, which would be a prohibited person, or they the delayed status. And so my status came back delayed. And I was uh, a little bit put out because I thought, oh, I moved to Wyoming. And I got out of California, and here I get this delay. And I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. It's my first time here. Maybe they think I still live in something. Living in for at least three or maybe six months, I had a Wyoming driver's license. Um, I had a uh, register to vote in Wyoming. We bought property in Wyoming. I mean, it was a it was a, a cleft the state of California. But you, I, I didn't really think much Lance, of it. You're cutting out just a little bit, so let me just kind of recap. So you moved to Wyoming, go to buy a purchase firearm. Um, there's no wait period, so you get an instant background check, and they either they either say proceed, don't proceed, or they say uh, uh, put on hold. Put on hold. You got put on hold. Couldn't understand why. So what did you find out four as far months as, later? Four months later, what did you find out? Why why did they put you on hold? So I never found out really why they put me on hold, but I did find out that after the three day mandatory Brady waiting period, the FFL can it's their discretion whether to release the firearms or not. So at that point, it's the FFL's discretion. So they uh, released the firearm to me. And said, here, write your phone number down in case the you know in case Nick's comes back and wants to you know find it or something. Yeah. And I didn't really think much of it. And uh, some time went by, maybe six months or a year. Went to go purchase another firearm. Happened, uh, uh, and the FFL there slotted these, and they said, if you get your Wyoming uh, concealed firearms permit, we don't even have to run a Nick's just that uh, that basically fast tracks you we don't have to call it in and run the next check because your background check for your concealed carry permit suffices for the background check yeah. so you got your ccw so your wyoming ccw and to skip the 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 the, the, the check right. so you didn't have to worry about that all right keep going and so i didn't think much of it and uh, some more time goes by and i did to purchase a suppressor for uh, hunting purposes, uh, for hearing protection. Um, it's a normal thing in this state. Um, you can purchase a suppressor through a uh, ATF transfer called a Form 4 transfer. Uh, you purchase it. It gets sent to an FFL that has the right credentialing for that. And then you submit this Form 4 transfer, and it takes anywhere from 6 to 12 months. And then they, uh, uh, because 
the suppressors. Uh, it's, it falls under the National Fire, the NFA, the National Firearms Act. And so I waited, and I get a call from the FFL, and he says, uh, "This is weird, but we have a um, we got notice back from the ATF, and it's a um, a notice of they they weren't denying it, but they weren't granting the transfer. So it's kind of like being in purgatory. It was a uh, very bizarre, um, especially since you're they Jewish. Basically." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't even so believe in purgatory. Said, uh, anyway, it's a long show. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no. Obscure reference. The, the technical term was return with turn without action. So I came back, return. And so I said, well, what do I do? And he goes, I've never had one of these. And I said, well, that's good. And so um, there's not a lot of information out there on what to do when this happens. And so basically I had to... Uh, I had to contact the FBI and formally request my criminal record. I was told maybe someone with a similar name and date of birth or social security number did something and it accidentally got recorded on your record. So you need to check and see, you know, what's on there. So I requested my record from the FBI, which uh, cost some money and it took some time and I get that back. And then they go, well, you got to you got to get your record for your official record from uh, the California Department of Justice. So I go through a similar process and and you have to get fingerprints taken to do these sort of things and and mail them in and there's a fee and waiting time. And so it took about a year to get both of these, these, my FBI record and my Cal DOJ record. Okay, so a a year. there that would be prohibited. So 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 it took you so it's over a year yeah. it's it's been a bunch of money but let's I'll tell you what let's get to the uh, the meaty part um, what they're what they're talking about proposing sure. and how it's going to affect California because we are running out of time. Okay, so I'll make this quick. So when I was in California, I never knew I had a delayed status because in California there's a mandatory ten day wait period. So you've already passed the three day Brady mandatory wait period that the rest of the country goes through. So Someone who's being delayed in California would never know they were being delayed. I probably purchased guns in California for my own personal use in my collection. And never I had a delayed status until I moved to another state. Wyoming, I found out I had a status because there's no 10-day period. And the new law they're proposing would basically say if you're not an approved they purchase a firearm so you cut out default. lance i'm sorry you cut out just a little bit so if you, what, what's going to happen is they're extending the time period um so if you are a delayed person if you're someone that has something on their record which could be almost anything it's this is we're not talking about a felony uh necessarily we're not talking about a serious uh offense or, or anything like that um, it, it could be almost anything, and they could decide to delay it. So what's going on is they're actually going to extend. Right right now it's three days, but if you're already waiting ten days, you'd never know. So what's going to happen is um, they're extending it beyond that ten days. A lot of Californians are, if this thing passes and once it goes into effect, a lot of Californians are going to find out that they're in a delayed status. But what and was we, his record? Well, was, was your records clear? Do you mind? Do you, do you mind talking about? That, so you can just say clear, not clear. No, you don't no, have not to at all. It. Not at all. No, no, it's it's not clear. I had a a disturbing the four fifteen when I was eighteen years old in college at San Diego State. It was part of a fraternity prank. 
It was a uh, disturbing the peace in a fr- crime, yeah disturbing the peace in a fraternity that. prank at San Diego. That State, never happens. Which is almost nothing, and he had no idea. He'd almost forgotten about it. So what's going to happen is, and I apologize for for cutting you off, Lance. The the connection's getting worse, though. I, I I'm so sorry, but but what's going to happen is you're going to go in. Uh, you're going to find out that you had some kind of. What I'm, I'm going to say parking ticket. I don't know if that would actually delay it, but you're going to find out, you know, some minor thing in your past that you didn't remember or maybe even uh, know that it would was ever delaying you before. Um, it's going to pop up and it's going to say, hey, you're delayed and we can't release the firearm. And then you're going to have to go through what Lance has gone through. It's been over a year. He spent real money on it. He's actually had to contact his congressperson. Two years. Two years. Wow. And it's, in effect, going to prevent you from uh, picking up a a new firearm. And so what happens is I'm, I'm like, my delayed status has never come back. Like, they never clear it. So it just, each time I get a background check run, it goes delayed without any resolution. And um, so what happens when this new law passes, uh, myself or anyone else that has a delay will be uh, unable to purchase a gun. Okay. Mark Wyoming off to move to. (laughs) Well, no. This is coming to California. It's not going to matter where you live. It's not already here? It's it's coming to California. Once they pass this law, extending it. It's a federal. Yeah, it's going to affect all of California. Lance. Thanks, Lance. I don't know where you're going to move to. Maybe Alaska. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you taking time out. Sorry about the connection, but we're going to have to go. This is Gun Owners Radio. And, oh, by the way, stay tuned. Sam the Gunman. We just know we're going to stump him this time. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore that Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things you can do. Like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Parlor, and any podcast that you're looking at or listening to. Share the show and tell as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we will win. All right, Stump, my nephew. How you doing, Sam? I'm great. How are you guys? We're living the dream. Melissa's got a hot question for you. Get ready. Hey, Sam. Hi, how are you? Good. So this is a three-part question. Are you ready? I did not sign up for a three-part question, well, but let's have it anyway. Well, because you're so smart, we're going to give you a three-part question. So yeah. let's see. Let's see if we can stump you today. So from Louise in National City, part one of the question is, what two companies developed the three-and-a-half-inch 12-gauge cartridge? And Wait, wait, wait. wait well, yeah, let's just do one at a time. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Answer that one first. What that- two companies developed the three-and-a-half-inch 12-gauge cartridge? You know, I'm completely lost. But wouldn't hurt to guess. So I'm going to say probably, I want to say Remington UMC or Olin Winchester, but I, I really don't even know where to begin on this. Stumped wow. my nephew. <laughs> well, forget about the bonus. Gets to, yeah, she gets to have a hat and a t-shirt. What else does she get? She gets a front site membership. Wow. Congratulations, Louise. You stumped him. Okay, so since you didn't know that one, the second part of the question was, what decade? And the third part was, what model was it designed for? 
Well, if he doesn't know anything about I know. It, I, 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 I yeah. But he will I shortly. I really don't. She's three for three. I'm, I'm zero for three. I, I, I can't even begin to answer this. That's okay, but we can so, give you the answer. So the answer was it was it was developed by by Mossberg and Federal. Um, they developed the three and a half inch twelve gauge cartridge. It was developed in the eighties, and it was developed for the Mossberg eight thirty five model eight thirty five, which was apparently the first three and a half inch twelve uh, gauge shotgun. How about that? Interesting. I, I I mean, like I said, I had no idea of any of that. See, folks, see how honest he is. <laughs> Everybody thinks that we give him the questions and the answers. We don't. So not to worry, Sam. It's very rare that you not do not know it. But now, if anybody tomorrow when you go to work asks you this question, you have the answer. I'm not even real familiar with it. Are you familiar with the Mossberg 835? Um, no, I can't say I am. Uh, no. I think it's one better than a Mossberg 834. That's the only thing I really know about it. And twice uh, that as good as the Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, how's everything going? Um, not bad. I mean, we're we're still in the same situation in terms of uh, inventory and availability of um, everything, all the way from primers up to complete firearms um, that we've been in for more than a year now. Hey, I got a question for you. Our last guy was talking about our last guest was talking about a delayed status when he went in to buy a uh, a firearm. Do you guys get a lot of delayed status, folks, when it comes to doing a background check? I'm not going to say a lot. Um, I would I would guess probably between five and twenty five percent of the time. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe every one in five uh, background wow. checks gets That's delayed for some length of time. Um, and th- there are a lot of different f- things that can factor into it. Sometimes when when that's the first time that's happened with someone, they they sort of uh, they give me a look and uh, almost like they're going to accuse me of something. But uh, it's it's for those of you who don't know, when you're purchasing a firearm um, or when you're applying to purchase a firearm, a background check is submitted. Usually it's the FBI that processes it. But in Virginia, it's the state police. They use the same system, though. And uh, there's an automated system that combs through all the data that gets put in. And it says basically either yes, which is approved or maybe, which is delayed. And if it says maybe, then that just means a human has to go in and manually verify that all your information is legitimate, that you don't have a criminal record, and so forth. Right. So, what, what's your advice to be when when people say or when you have to tell people it's it's delayed? Is there a an eight hundred number they can call, or do they just have to wait it out? Um, unfortunately, they just have to wait it out. Now, um, currently, there is uh, there is a federal law on the books that says that if the FBI is uh, basically unable to do their job, then after three days on delay, yeah. um, y- uh, you're allowed to have the firearm transferred to you. But as a matter of policy at our company, we don't do that. Um, though, on- honestly, the longest delay we've ever had was a few hours. And if it's toward the end of a shift, then usually it comes back the next morning and we give them a call. They come in and everything's good. Interesting. All right. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, Sam. So I, so you said between 5 and 20% Whoa. of people are delayed. So Californians, you're about to you're about to have a... Yeah, you're, you're going to have a heart attack. We're about to well, have a, to be a fair, part of that is because we get a lot of people who are either current or prior military, 
and a security clearance, especially a top secret security clearance, is almost sure to get you delayed because someone has to go in and make sure that that's a real security clearance that you actually had or ha- or currently have. All right. That's All right. fair. That's fair. That's fair, Sam. Right, Appreciate buddy. it, bud. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. That was a really tough question. <laughs> I uh, you, you really got me there. <laughs> All right, man. See you next week. Good night. All right, now it's time for this week's Mic Drop. Mic Drop. This week's Mic Drop is for San Diego City Councilman Sean Elo Rivera. Why? Because he's anti-gun, of course. Uh, For those who aren't aware, there's a scam that the city of San Diego has been running for years now. If they decide you're some kind of business that they don't like, they make the San Diego Police Department inspect you. Just randomly and for no real reason. Uh, they say it's for your business owners, for the business owner's protection and for the privilege of being inspected. They charge the businesses hundreds of dollars and in some case thousands of dollars per year. Again, this isn't every business, just the ones that the city councils decide that they don't like. You may not have heard of this specific program in San Diego, but I know you're familiar with it conceptually. What do I mean by that? Well, if you've watched The Sopranos or any mafia movie or read books about gangsters in Chicago in the 30s, then you know exactly what kind of scam I'm talking about that the city of San Diego and the SDPD are running. It's dirty. It's a facade. It should be illegal to shake down businesses in such a way. Gun shops are one of those businesses, and the city council is forcing the San Diego County Gun Owner, or excuse me, San Diego Police <laughs> Department Gestapo to inspect. Keep in mind, gun shops get inspected by actual authorities who know what they're looking for, like the California DOJ and the federal ATF. The inspections that Sergeant Barney Fife of the SDPD run on gun shops are little more than some wasted salary that should be sent on or spent on real police work. And they walk around the shop swinging their nightstick, looking official, but not actually really doing anything of any importance. This only happens when within the city of Sandy, uh, this, within the city limits of San Diego, by the way. And again, it's a complete and total scam. So the city council decided to stop charging these businesses for their scam during their far bigger scam, aka the COVID shutdown. Last week, they extended the waiver to stop charging businesses their bribe money, with one exception. Newly elected mafioso goon Sean Elo Rivera at the second at the very last second asked if they could exclude gun shops from the waiver. So this means that every other business, massage parlors, strip bars, pot dispensaries, porn shops, peep shows, they all uh, don't have to pay the extortion money that the city of San Diego charged because of COVID-19, but not gun shops. Gun shops are the only business that were excluded. Honestly, there are 17 other cities in San Diego County. If you're a gun shop within the city limits, we love you. You guys are all members of San Diego County Gun Owners, but it's clear now that you're working in the hostile territory of an organized syndicate called the San Diego City Council. It's time to move to places like Santee, El Cajon, La Mesa, Oceanside, Escondido, or really any place uh, but the city of San Diego. Sean is another example of ridiculousness, ridiculousness rising to the top. He started out getting elected to a college board and is now making dumb decisions on a major city council. The next time you wonder why San Diego County gun owners endorse the candidate on a school board or some other low-level council or board, remember Sean. We could have stopped him years ago from doing this ridiculousness at the city council level and screwing and scamming gun shops across the city. And that 
is this week's Mic Drop. Mic Drop. It's funny you should say that because I know of a gun shop that I'm not going to mention their name. But San Diego PD came in and says, we need to check your alarm. And he said, okay, oh, you got all your permits. He says, but you don't have a permit with us. He says, but I have all the permits. No, you need a permit for San Diego PD. And if you don't have a permit and you get broke into and we respond, then you will pay an awful lot of money. Yeah. He goes, okay. And he said, let me check your video cameras, security cameras. He said, okay, that's fine. You got all the permits. By the way, you don't have a permit from us. And he made him write a check right then and there before he would uh, sign off. Yeah, it's a total scam. That That's a little bit different, what you're describing. It's a different program. But it's the same. But it's the same scam. It's another scam. Sure, of course. All right. Hey. And if he didn't do it, they'd break his kneecaps. Absolutely. Guy that was close. Vinny. But, yeah, but if you knew the guy, they would never touch him. Ridiculous. Hey, if you're listening on YouTube or the podcast, smash the like button, subscribe button, and share this with all your friends. And please support our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, Seal One, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and National Concealed Carry Association. And thanks to Joe Dramisi, Michael Schwartz, Melissa Lee, Sam the Gunman, and our digital maestro, Brendan Thomas. And don't forget to go to gunownersradio.com for all the podcasts and latest information. And San Diego County gun owners, you need to help out with all our tabletops because without us, you would be in serious trouble. This is... Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.